Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Our website is empoweringparents.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find all of our parenting content, including the Total Transformation Program, which is the number one child behavior program of all time. The Total Transformation Program was developed by child behavior expert James Lehman and is a practical step-by-step guide that provides solutions to the most difficult child behavior problems. You can sign up and begin the program today at empoweringparents.com. Our email address is mail at empoweringparents.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Today, we are going to go through one of James Lehman's articles on our empoweringparents.com site. It's called Eight Ways to Manage Acting Out Kids. It's not a super long article, but it has eight, eight great tips that parents should keep in mind when they're dealing with, with adolescents who are struggling. So here it goes. Eight ways to manage acting out kids. Kids who are getting high, stealing, shoplifting, and acting out are making bad choices that may affect them the rest of their lives. If your child is making these bad choices, it needs to change. But unless something drastic happens, people stay on the course they set during their adolescence. And if the course of your child's life is petty criminal behavior, starting with stealing from you, if they're using drugs and alcohol and intimidating everyone at home, Know that it's not going to change on its own. Make no mistake, this is not a phase. Rather, it's a sign that your child is developing unhealthy behaviors that may stay with him his entire life. Here are eight practical steps you can take today to begin to manage your acting out kids. Number one, stop blaming yourself for your child's behavior. We tell parents who blame themselves to cut it out. Remember, it's not whose fault it is, it's who's willing to take responsibility. So if you're looking for answers by listening to this podcast or going on empoweringparents.com and reading articles and otherwise trying to improve your parenting skills, then you're beginning to take responsibility. Maybe you messed up in the past, but let's start here today with what you're willing to do now for your child. The next step is to try to get your child in a position where he or she becomes willing to take responsibility for their behavior. So number one was stop blaming yourself for your child's behavior. Number two, don't get sucked into arguments. I tell parents that they don't have to attend every fight they're invited to. Don't let children suck you into an argument when they slam their bedroom door loudly or roll their eyes at you. I think the best thing to say is, hey, don't slam the door, and then leave the room. Give your child a verbal reprimand right then and there on the spot and then go. Don't get dragged into the argument. Number three, use pull-ups. And I'll explain now in a minute what pull-ups mean. I think it's also a good idea to be very specific with instructions to avoid a fight later. For example, you can say to your child, listen, when you put the dishes in the dishwasher, rinse them off first, please. I call this a pull-up because you're actually giving your child a boost. You're telling them that it's helpful to rinse off the dishes first. It's like taking them by the hand and helping them get on their feet. You may need to do 10 pull-ups a night, but that's okay. Do it without any hard feelings. Don't hold a grudge or cut him off when he's talking. And don't say, I told you so, I warned you about this. No one likes to hear that, not adults and not kids. Basically, it's annoying. Remember that blaming, speeches, and criticism all have the effect of cutting off communication. If you can have a relationship with your adolescent where you're still communicating 60 or 70% of the time, you're actually doing pretty well. So that was number three, use pull-ups. 
which is giving your, your kid some instructions on how to proceed. Number four, don't personalize your child's behavior. If you get angry when your child stomps off to his room or doesn't want to spend time with you, you're personalizing his behavior. That actually gives him or her power over you. I understand that it's easy for parents to do, especially if your teen used to enjoy spending time with you and was reasonably compliant when he or she was younger. But if you take your child's behavior as a personal attack upon you or your values, you're overreacting. Your child is in adolescence. It's his or her problem. It's not an attack on you. Instead, it's just where they are in their development cycle. Your teen is not striking out at you personally. Believe me, teenagers will strike out at anybody who's there, whether it's you or a sibling. My point is that there's so much going on in your adolescent's head that you shouldn't take it personally. He or she is so self-involved at this stage in their lives that they don't see things clearly. Adolescence distorts perception. So if your teenage daughter comes home late, don't take it personally. If she told you she wasn't going to do something and then she did it, don't take it personally. It's not you let me down. It's you broke the rules and here are the consequences. That's different. Again, I'm going to say that again. It's not that you let me down when you did that. It's simply you broke the rules and here are the consequences. Just reinforce what the rules are and let your child know they'll be held accountable. The only time I think you should respond very strongly is when a child is being verbally or physically abusive or intimidating. If your child calls you or others foul names or destroys property, you do have to respond and and you need to respond firmly. So that was number four. Don't personalize your child's behavior. Number five, run your home based on your belief system. I believe parents should run their homes based on their own belief system, not on how other people operate or how it appears families on television do things. It doesn't matter if everyone's doing it according to your teen. If your child says everyone's doing it, then you you need to tell him, well, I'm not everybody's parent, I'm your parent, and in our family, that's not allowed. So if you believe it's not right for a 16-year-old to drink beer, then that's what you believe, and you need to run your home accordingly. If you believe that lying and stealing are wrong, then make that a rule in your house and hold your children accountable for that behavior if they break the rules. So number five, run your, run your home based on your belief system. Number six, be a role model. If you tell your child the rules and then you yourself break those rules, how do you think your adolescent will react? Do you think he or she will respect what you've said? Or do you think the message will be, dad says that I shouldn't lie, but sometimes he does, so it's okay. It's imperative to be a good role model and abide by the rules that you set. Otherwise, you risk having them be broken over and over again by your children. So number six, be a role model. Number seven, try not to overreact. Believe me, I understand that it's easy to overreact to typical teenage behavior. Teens can be annoying and are often unaware of or just don't care about others' feelings. But I think some objectivity on the part of parents is vital. For example, If your child makes a mistake like coming in past curfew, you don't want to overreact to it. Don't forget, the idea is not to punish. The idea is to teach. And we teach through responsibility, accountability, and giving appropriate consequences. I think you should always ask yourself, 
What does my child need to learn so that he doesn't make that mistake the next time? What can I do about that? When a teen fails a test, the question should be, so what are you going to do differently so that you don't fail the next test? You may hold your child accountable. There may be a consequence, but you should always try to have a conversation that solves problems, not a conversation that simply lays blame. Blame is useless. So let's say your child went to the mall without your permission. You hold him accountable and give him consequences for that breach of family rules. Then you should say, what can you do differently next time the other kids say, hey, let's go to the mall, and you want to be cool and not ask me if it's okay? Then help your child look at the range of options. He could say, no thanks, or better yet, I have to call my mother. She's a pain in the neck, but I have to check in. I used to tell kids to say this. It's a great way for teens to follow the rules without looking weak or childish. When they say my mom's a pain, all the other kids nod and shake their heads because their parents are pains in the neck too. Sometimes kids just don't know what to say in a sticky situation. Part of solving that problem with them is coming up with some good responses and even role-playing a little until it feels comfortable coming out of your child's mouth. So that was number seven, try not to overreact. And number eight, Don't tolerate abuse and illegal behavior. If your child's being physically abusive, destroying property, stealing, or using drugs, you have to hold him accountable even if it means involving the police. The bottom line is that if your child is breaking the law or stealing from you, you need to get more help. I know parents who say, I can't do that to my son, and I respect that. It's a very difficult thing to do. But in my opinion, You're doing your child a favor by telling him that what he's doing is unacceptable. If he's not responding to parental authority or the school's authority, you have to go to a higher level. Your child has to learn to respond to authority if he's going to go anywhere in life. You may worry about your teen getting a record, but I think you should worry more about him not changing his behavior. So to review, the eight tips are, number one, stop blaming yourself for your child's behavior. Number two, don't get sucked into arguments. Number three, use pull-ups to help your child along. Number four, don't personalize your child's behavior. Number five, run your home based on your belief system. Number six, be a role model. Number seven, try not to overreact. And number eight, don't tolerate abuse and illegal behavior. Finally, and this is, remember, this is a note from James Lehman. It gets very personal here. I think it's important for parents of acting out and out-of-control teens to ask themselves this question. If your teenager is abusing you verbally, calling you disgusting names and punching holes in the walls, what kind of husband or father do you think he's going to make? I did service work at a prison, and I would talk to the guys there each week. Do you know what they were doing as teenagers? They were stealing from their parents, staying out all night, getting high, and drinking. If anybody gave them a hard time at home, they acted out. They intimidated everybody in their family and at school so that everybody would leave them alone. On visiting day in prison, you can see all the parents going in to visit their kids who are now in their 20s and 30s. That's the harsh reality of ignoring or not dealing with a child's out-of-control behavior. As a parent, I think you always have to ask yourself, where is this behavior headed? What's next? Understand that people, especially adolescents, Don't change if something's working for them and they're getting away with it. I think that all children, but especially adolescents, have to be held accountable for their behavior. Ideally, we teach them how to behave. We model it ourselves and then hold them accountable by giving consequences and helping them learn problem-solving skills. Ultimately, 
Accountability creates change. It doesn't guarantee a complete interchange right away, but it sure forces behavioral change. In the end, nobody ever changed who wasn't held accountable. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Parents, if you like our content, please visit empoweringparents.com and sign up today for the Total Transformation Program. Total Transformation is the instruction manual for dealing with children and teenagers who are mouthy, disrespectful, or resistant to authority. In this step-by-step program, James and Janet Lehman show you how to change your child's behavior and take back control of your family with the exact techniques they used for over 30 years to get kids to behave appropriately. And when you sign up, add the parent coaching option and schedule your first coaching phone call today. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Talk to you soon.